the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. He won again. Yep, Donald Trump just keeps on winning. And no need for me to tell you about the big win over the weekend. I think you might have heard about it. It's been in all the papers. Uh, But it is amazing how he just keeps on winning, starting with the election. And the Democrats and the non-Fox media keep telling their audiences and themselves, uh, especially themselves, I think, how dumb and corrupt the outsider who didn't deserve to be president is. And the outsider, um, he keeps making them look dumb and dumber than he is, that's for sure. And they keep making themselves look even dumber and corrupt. A Daily Caller, uh, the, the Daily Caller, I should say, compiled a list of media screw-ups going back to, well, almost all the way back to the, uh, right after the election. And it's it's pretty impressive. Uh, there's about 15 of them here. Uh, just some examples. Uh, they accused Don Jr. CNN accused Don Jr. of WikiLeaks uh, collusion. They reported that WikiLeaks emailed Donald Trump uh, Jr. to give him access to stolen documents ten days before they were released to the public. The only problem is uh, it turns out their sources gave them the wrong date. Uh, Don Jr. actually received the email with access to the stolen docs on September 14, 2016 after they had already been released publicly. So that was really stupid, uh, and they had to back off of that one. And then ABC actually uh, caused the stock market to tank when they came out with the fake news about uh, Flynn. Um, ABC was forced to suspend Brian Ross, maybe you remember that, after he falsely reported that former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn was prepared to testify that uh, Donald Trump, who was a candidate at the time, ordered him to make contact with the Russians. Uh, that wasn't true. And that, by the way, if it had been true, was a very, very impeachable offense. Uh, also, uh, they said, the CNN said that Anthony the Mooch Scaramucci was uh, uh, relied on a single unnamed source, CNN did, to claim that Scaramucci was under investigation for a meeting uh, that he took with a Russian banker prior to Trump's inauguration. Uh, Scaramucci denied the story. CNN later gave him a, an apology, and three CNN employees resigned over that one. Some other ones here. Uh, the Russians aren't just hacking the election. They're hacking our power grid. That was the story. The Washington Post uh, claimed that in January 2017, which would have been at the time of the inauguration, that Russians were hacking the U.S. power uh, grid through a company in Vermont. Then they had to change the story to say that only one laptop. <laughs> That's a kind of a big difference there. The entire grid as compared to one laptop. That's that. Other than that, they were pretty close. Uh, they, now, this is a biggie. The Republicans funded the dossier. This The dossier is the thing that started this whole uh, investigation. It was a phony. A number of news outlets uh, have consistently claimed that re- Republicans initially paid for the anti-Trump Steele dossier, and they didn't mention that it was uh, contracted by Fusion GPS until after the GOP donors pulled the funding, and the Republican donors say they paid Fusion for standard opposition research and that they have zero connection to the dossier. So the media has completely pushed that uh, so consistently that even the former FBI director, James Comey, was confused, and, re- and he lied about it in an interview with uh, Brett Barrett, Fox News. And then uh, prior to former FBI director James Comey's congressional tennis testimony, CNN uh, had a bad prediction. Uh, they said that Comey was prepared to contradict a key claim by President Trump that Comey told him he was not under investigation. But this is what Comey said. During our one-on-one meeting uh, at Trump Tower, I offered that assurances that, uh, he was under, that, that he was not under investigation. There's a bunch more on here. But uh, another interesting issue here is uh, the media's coverage, by the way, 
um, included like 2,348 minutes of, uh, of time dedicated to these uh, stories on the ABC, CBS, NBC Evening News came to about like uh, three minutes a night for 791 consecutive days. And it was all negative, 92 percent of it. But before I take a break, I got to tell you that you remember Michael Avenatti. This is unbelievable. He, he sent out a tweet today saying that uh, stay tuned because he had a big story coming out about corruption with Nike and it involved uh, big name college coaches. But the only problem was there is that uh, he's been indicted and charged with trying to extort $20 million from Nike. That's the guy who uh, found people to accuse Brett Kavanaugh during the hearings for him and also the guy who was going to run for he was gonna. He was one of the Democratic uh, uh, guys with the hat in the ring for the um, for the Democratic nomination. But here's the here's what's really amazing. They he's been charged with uh, doing this that he he tried to shake down the uh, Nike for twenty million dollars, and he had a co-conspirator, an unidentified co-conspirator. But the Washington Post has identified the co-conspirator. Maybe you've heard of him. His name is Mark Garagos. He's a big-time celebrity attorney, and he was the guy who represents, or is, I guess he still is the guy who represents, Jussie Smollett. So what you got there is um, with Avenatti and what happened over the weekend a big loss for Avenatti and maybe a big loss for Garagos and another big win for Donald Trump. We'll be right back. Synergy was born out of the basement of our house 31 years ago and solidified by the people of the Seal City. I'm Roy Locks, founder of the Synergy Group, and this is our story. And I'm Roy son Jason. I watched my dad start the company from nothing as a displaced steel worker. Your retirement always has been and always will be our primary focus. Helping people retire is my dad's life mission, and I'm happy to say that it's mine as well. I'm proud of the thousands of relationships we forged throughout the community. Family is everything at the Synergy Group, and we hope to have the opportunity to work with yours. Call us today, 800-321-7963. That's 800-321-7963. Let us help you build a retirement plan for your family's future. At the Synergy Group, we do retirement. Roy and Jason Locks are registered representatives offering securities through GF Investment Services, LLC. Member of FINRA and SIPC, Jason is an investment advisor representative offering investment advisory services through Global Financial Private Capital. GFPC and GFIS are not affiliated with the Synergy Group, Inc. There has been a lack of clean water, a lack of food. Angel Aloma, he's the executive director for Food for the Poor. So people are, are already living in this type of squalor and then all of a sudden the protests and the tire burning. I'm John Stein. And your business could be the answer to saving lives today. More in a moment. Basically, food is completely short, water is completely short, and once they start drinking that contaminated water, it's really troublesome, particularly for the children whose immune system is already compromised. Become a business benefactor with the answer today. You make a $1,200 tax deductible gift to Food for the Poor, and we'll give you $1,200 in free prime time advertising for your business this year. We don't get a dime of the money. 100% goes to Food for the Poor to meet this immediate need. Your gift will feed nearly four families for a year and provide water for life. Call 412-937-1500, 412-937-1500, or give online at theanswerpgh.com. Do it now. Offer ends March 31st. This is a special notice to all U.S. taxpayers. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's good news. Due to the financial hardship many are facing in today's economy, the IRS has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Qualifying for this program will resolve your tax problem, end all collections, and possibly reduce your back taxes by up to 90%. If you are facing wage garnishments, liens, bank levies, audits, or 
or payroll taxes, it's not too late. Your circumstances may qualify you for this special program, protecting your savings and your assets. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's no need to worry anymore. Call the hotline at Victory Tax Solutions to see if you qualify and potentially save thousands. For this free information, call 800-813-1105. 800-813-1105. That's 800-813-1105. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, as I said a few minutes ago, uh, today's a pretty good day to be Donald Trump. He won again. He's looking totally vindicated, at least for now anyway. But I, I wanted to get an idea uh, of just how good he should be feeling today. So I called a guy who's become my personal lawyer on the show here recently, Hans von Spakovsky, the manager of Election Law Reform Initiative and a senior fellow at the Heritage Foundation, is here again. I really appreciate you coming back on again, Hans. Well, sure. Thanks for having me back. So uh, I'm assuming that you've seen some of the media coverage following the summary from the attorney general over the weekend. What have they been getting right and what have they been getting wrong based on what you've seen? Well, you know, what what I find very surprising is that uh, uh, anyone in the media, uh, particularly folks at MSNBC and, and elsewhere, why would they be surprised by the fact that the Mueller report found no collusion? Remember, this is the third report that's come out. Both the U.S. Senate and U.S. House intelligence committees also investigated this, and it wasn't too long ago that they issued reports saying that they found no evidence of collusion. So this shouldn't have been a surprise to anyone except people who just so, so much hate the president that they want to believe that, that something happened that they could use against him. I've uh, called it for the last few months wishful thinking journalism. We seem to be, yeah. uh, we have a lot of that going on. But, uh, you know, I think they did, didn't they, dis- uh, the media, at least the, from what I uh, could tell, they, they dismissed the reports from the Senate and the House because uh, at the time the Senate was controlled by Republicans and they, they just weren't buying it. They, they said uh, if it would have come out the other way, of course, they would have. But because it didn't come out the way they they wanted it to they dismissed it as being partisan somehow well they did but but uh what they what they didn't do is they didn't read and dig into those reports and point out any problems with them if they'd been able to do that well then yeah they might have been able to question the results but they didn't do it i look this is very good news for the president in fact uh, i'd be willing to bet they probably cracked open a couple of bottles of Trump champagne at the White House on Sunday night when when this uh, report was was finally uh, summarized uh, and and the the news came out about it. I'm sure they did. The Democrats immediately though they took shots at the credibility of uh, Barr's summary of the report because he was appointed by the president. Will they be satisfied with anything less than seeing the full report? And is that ever going to happen? Uh. That that really was the, that's a serious error by them. Every everyone who works in Washington knows that uh, Barr has this sterling reputation as a professional uh, and a very ethical lawyer. There's no way that he would misrepresent what was in the report. But but moreover, there's no way he would misrepresent what was in the court because if he did, you and I both know there would have been a leak within five minutes coming out of uh, the Mueller uh, special counsel office uh, of people saying, oh, the, the, the attorney general has mischaracterized the report. That hasn't happened, so that's how we know it's an accurate summary of what's in there. 
And what about how, um, I mean, I, I noticed and I, I actually uh, forced myself to watch more of CNN and listen to more of CNN and MSNBC. Um, and then, did, you, did you take, a, did you take a, a pain pill before you did that? <laughs> I just took a deep <laughs> breath. But, I, but, I, but I, I wanted to see what they were saying because I wanted to see what, what part of it. I knew that they would find something to hang their hats on. And they seem to be hanging their hats on the fact that he was not exonerated from uh, of of um, obstruction, which they have decided to take as um, uh, they, they they now use that as a as a way of saying that well, if he wasn't exonerated, that means there must be something there that we need to further investigate. Yeah, but that's also a legal and a factual error because they're they're ignoring the fact that um, as as Barr pointed out. In essence, uh, Mueller didn't come to didn't make any conclusion on that. He, he not only said that he didn't exonerate the president, but he also didn't find uh, uh, any evidence that, that the president actually violated the law. But he was leaving it up to the attorney general for the final decision on it. The reason being, there, there's great controversy in the legal field as to whether a president can even be liable for obstruction of justice. But the key thing here to remember is this. Um, and this was pointed out by Barr, uh, it's very hard to accuse somebody of obstruction of justice when there was no underlying crime. In other words, there was nothing to obstruct. So they just really can't make that argument. If, if, if the president wanted to obstruct this case, what would he have done? He would have fired Bob Mueller. That did not happen. Um, uh, so we know that there's just no possibility anybody could make an obstruction of justice charge stick uh, against the president because he didn't take any actions that would amount to that. And I, I said he didn't exonerate me either. <laughs> you know, I mean, he didn't say anything about whether I obstructed. I mean, if, 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 right. if there's nothing there, there's uh, what there's nothing to exonerate somebody on if unless he's he's uh, specifically accused of it. Right. Right. And look, the the only thing that that. Uh, liberals and everybody have talked about is the fact that that he fired James Comey. Well, firing James Comey in no way prevented or stopped the special counsel from investigating this matter. And in fact, the president has the constitutional authority to fire uh, the FBI, uh, the head of the FBI. And remember, he did this after both the attorney general and the deputy attorney general recommended that he be terminated. Why? Because James Comey broke numerous Justice Department rules and protocols uh, in his mishandling of the Hillary Clinton e- e- email scandal. In fact, remember before the election how uh, Democrats were calling for Comey to be fired precisely because of the way he'd mishandled the Clinton uh, email right. investigation? Yeah, the, the, the Democrats wanted him fired, and then they now they love him. Right. Um, but but uh, I, it's, it's one thing for... for media people to uh, pick little things out of there that they think uh, helps, I don't know, um, uh, vindicate them from being wrong for, what, two and a half years. But I've, I heard lots of politicians on uh, all three networks, uh, MSNBC, CNN, and Fox, say that um, they just aren't, they, they need to see the full report because they're, they're not buying what Barr said because he was appointed by the president uh, and he has no credibility. And uh, well, so look, they're well, not, well, not going to be satisfied. Look, yeah, but look, the, the report's going to come out. What, what's going to be redacted from the report are uh, anything having to deal with uh, national security, like, you know, that reveals intelligence methods. They're also going to have to take out uh, any information that came out of the federal grand jury. Why? Because it's a, a criminal offense to reveal um, uh, grand jury information. The rest of the report, it's going to be released and... I could tell you when it comes out, it's also going to be a big fat nothing once again because there ain't going to be anything in there that uh, liberals and Democrats can pull out of it that somehow shows that that uh, uh, Barr's conclusions were wrong. Well, based on your uh, belief, uh, would you be advising the media to back off a little bit if they don't want to be embarrassed again? By by uh, yeah yes. <laughs> yeah, they're they're being foolish if they don't back off. Given how wrong they've been for the for the past two years, they don't seem to be embarrassed by that, at least uh, publicly, anyway. But they, there have to be people wondering in the halls of CNN and MSNBC how they're going to have any credibility after this. 
Um, uh, how much would Mueller have on the origin of these charges? You know, the phony dossier and the request for the permission to spy on Trump's campaign and all that stuff that sh- should be investigated, or should it be, do you think? That should all be within his records. And yes, I, I have to completely agree with, uh, with Senator Lindsey Graham that that does need to be investigated. The reason being that, look, we now know that, that all of these claims about Russian collusion were, were a hoax. The Steele dossier was a complete fraud, and yet that dossier we know is what the FBI uh, and DOJ used with the FISA court to justify uh, opening up an investigation and getting a warrant to conduct secret electronic surveillance of an opposition presidential campaign. That's that's never happened in American history. It is a potential uh, serious abuse of federal law enforcement um, powers, and it, it has to be investigated to ensure that anyone who was involved in this, who acted uh, unlawfully, is prosecuted. And we're talking to Hans von Spakovsky. He's the manager of Election Law Reform Initiative and a senior fellow at the Heritage Foundation and a former uh, member of the uh, Federal Election Committee Bo- uh, Commission Board um, here on AM 1250, The Answer. Um, so... What you just described there, that that what they did, um, the kind of brazenly go after to spy on another uh, uh, candidate or after the fact to to spy on another president-elect, whatever it was. um, Do they even consider doing that if they if they think there's any chance that Hillary Clinton's not going to be president? Do you think? I I don't think this would have happened if she had been uh, elected president. I mean, I, I just don't think they would have gone into this kind of an investigation. And we should remind folks that, you, you know, this actually is being investigated right now by the inspector general of the Justice Department. Mm-hmm. So at some, at some point, you know, we're going to get a report from him about this, and he very well, if he finds wrongdoing, may recommend uh, prosecution. I guess what I'm asking, Hans, is is would this is prior to the election, some of the stuff that they were doing um, with, uh, you know, the text we've seen from FBI uh, agents and all the stuff that everybody's heard a million times. I, I just can't see them doing that unless they think that they're not going to have to worry about it because Hillary Clinton's going to be president and we're going to be in charge and it'll go away. Oh, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think that certainly was in the back of, of their minds. And frankly, I think that influenced the decision prior to the election not to prosecute her either, because she clearly broke federal law when, by her mishandling of classified, uh, classified communications. And yet they, you know, James Comey says, oh, there wasn't enough evidence to prosecute her. That is simply not true. Uh, Any veteran prosecutor of the Justice Department would tell you there was more than enough evidence to to do that. But I think they all expected she would be elected president, and so they didn't want a prosecutor. Uh, I only have about a minute and a half left, and uh, while I have you here, I have to ask you if you've seen the story about Michael Avenatti that I just came across recently. (laughs) What do you make of that? Uh, Well, uh, it doesn't surprise me. Um, In fact, you know he was he's been charged with extortion uh, threatening to reveal uh supposedly embarrassing stories of, about Nike unless they paid him 20 million dollars uh given the way he handled um uh his prior cases when he was going up against uh, uh Donald Trump i i'm not surprised in fact you know what surprised me was that um the lawyers for example for Stormy Daniels uh weren't um weren't uh, looked at by the federal government uh, and the Justice Department for possible extortion. Because remember, what happened there was they threatened uh, to reveal embarrassing information unless they got a payment. That, that to me, is extortion under the very same federal statute that Avenatti has been charged with. So, so now that, that looks to me like another win for Donald, for Donald Trump. He's got a pretty good couple of days for him. Uh, I'm out of time, Hans. I really appreciate you being on, and you just send me a fee. For your for your uh, expert legal advice, and uh, I'll hey, get the bus. A, a, a bottle of Trump champagne. All right, that'll work. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Okay, bye bye. All right, and we'll be right back.
With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Michael Avenatti, an ardent foe of President Trump, has been arrested and charged with extortion by federal prosecutors in New York and Los Angeles. The U.S. Attorney's Office in Los Angeles says Michael Avenatti was arrested in New York on charges of extortion, bank fraud, and wire fraud. According to a criminal complaint, Avenatti threatened to use his ability to garner publicity to smear Nike. The complaint describes a scheme where Avenatti threatened to call a news conference to allege misconduct by employees of the sportswear giant unless the company paid him millions of dollars. The arrest came less than an hour after Avenatti tweeted that he planned to hold a news conference tomorrow regarding Nike. Warren Levinson, New York. A mixed day on Wall Street as the Dow was up by 14 points to 25,516, but the Nasdaq dropped five, the S&P lower by two, oil dropped 22 cents to 58.82 a barrel. This is SRN News. Unplanned, based on a life-changing true story. My name is Abby Johnson. I used to be the director of this clinic. The Daily Wire says Planned Parenthood is not going to like it. America wants abortion, which is why we exist. Glenn Beck says you have never seen anything like this. You've managed to make an enemy of one of the most powerful organizations on the planet. Unplanned, in theaters March 29th. Visit Unplanned.com for tickets. Rated R. When it comes to your pain, many of you might be skeptical, like I was, about ordering Relief Factor. Pat Boone again for this wonderful 100% drug-free supplement designed to help your own body lower or eliminate occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, everyday living. I'm not skeptical any longer. The three-week quick start is now discounted to only $19.95. Why don't you let us see if we can get you out of pain, too, at relieffactor.com. Larry Elder just wants the media to be honest. His fellow Republicans to think seriously about the president's mental condition and psychological state. This is news. Some are saying the president's mental stability is in question. Some who? You wonder why people think it's fake news? Because it is. Some people are questioning the president's mental stability. Who? Name names. The Larry Elder Show. Weeknights at 7, right before Joe Walsh at 9 on AM 1250. The answer. Hurt in an accident? I can't help you. But if you've invented a new product, improved an existing device, or need help registering a trademark, call me, Attorney Gary Topoloski, at 877-5-PATENT. I've been helping clients protect their ideas for nearly 35 years. Email me at patentlawyerpittsburgh.com. Ask about my discounts for veterans and seniors. 877-572-8368. Now's the time to pursue your dreams, but let's protect them first. You're an insurance agent. You're also an entrepreneur looking to grow. And what better way to grow than by being your own boss? Owning your own farmer's insurance agency has been called one of the best small business opportunities in America. With a nationally respected brand, award-winning training, and your personal experienced business coach, your opportunity to grow is unlimited. No franchise fees required. Visit BeAFarmersAgent.com and start growing. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. We have to understand. Understand that Haiti is a country that at best of times is in crisis. Angel Aloma, Executive Director for Food for the Poor. Can you just give us kind of a summary of just how bad things are in Haiti right now? The doctors and the hospitals that we support are telling us this could actually open up to the worst epidemic of cholera. I'm John Steigerwald. Your business could be the answer to saving lives. Become a business benefactor with the answer today. Here's how it works. You make a $1,200 tax-deductible gift to Food for the Poor and we'll give you $1,200 in free primetime advertising for your business this year. We don't get a dime, nada, zilch. It all goes to meet the need in Haiti. Food for the Poor, an organization that operates at 95% efficiency. Your tax-deductible gift will provide nearly four families food for a year and water for life. Imagine that. Call 412-937-1500, 412-937-1500, or give online at theanswerpgh.com. Offer ends March 31st. In traffic, we've got the answer. Very busy ride out there for your Monday outbound on the Parkway East. Seen plenty of delays from Boulevard of the Allies to Edgewood Swissvale. Parkway West is heavy outbound Parkway Center Drive to Carnegie and inbound Banksville Road to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Outbound Parkway North, not slowing down from Ventura Street to Cemetery Lane. Outbound 28 slows down Parkway North to the 31st Street Bridge and delays from Route 8 to the Highland Park Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. 
clearing out tonight. Brisk and colder will drop to 23 with the wind chill falling to the teens for a time. It'll be sunny but chilly tomorrow. The high will only be 47. It'll feel like low 40s at best. Clearing cold with a low of 25 tomorrow night. Then we warm up starting Wednesday. Sunday, Wednesday up to 56 with a decent afternoon. Highs will be in the 60s Thursday and Friday. I'm meteorologist Frank Strait on AM 1250, The Answer. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, it's hard to believe that we have to put up with a presidential campaign for almost 20 more months, and who knows how many more candidates are going to jump in by then. But what are the chances that the Democrats will nominate a nerd? Kyle Salmon of The Federalist has a piece up today that says they, if they do that, they're going to lose. He joins us now. Kyle, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me on. So uh, let's start off with uh, what is a nerd and what is a jock for the purposes of this discussion? Yeah, I mean, those are the, those are the terms I chose. And it's sort of sort of like a, like in all the 80s movies, you'd see the jocks versus the nerds. And it's, you know, it's not an exact description, but you kind of know it when you, when you meet somebody. Like, is this guy a nerd? Is this guy a jock? Is, it, is he cool? Does this seem like a natural leader to you? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and that's a nerd. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Uh, I I just wanted to establish it for the purposes of, of the discussion we're right. about to have. Oh, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so uh, you say there are lots of ways to be cool, but only one way to be a nerd. Is is that being fair to nerds? Well, I mean, there's a lot of different kinds of nerdery, I'd say. And, <laughs> but it, um, it all kind of boils down to, at least in the political sphere, I think I know better than you, and I'm going to tell you what to do. Whereas, you know, a jock can be... I mean, I'm talking about, you know, guys who are jocks in the traditional sports sense, you know, just being good at athletics, being good on the field, but also guys who are just cool guys, guys who know how to work on cars. So who are the jocks and who are the nerds among the uh, Democrats' uh, presidential candidates? Well, I mean, what it's what made me start thinking about it was uh, probably Elizabeth Warren, especially. She's um, a nerd. She yeah. seems, I mean, that, that just seems on its face to be yeah. true. yeah. And uh, this uh, guy, Pete Buttigieg from Indiana, who, you know, seems like a interesting guy, but definitely leans to the nerdy side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, Beto O'Rourke, or Beto, or whichever it is, uh, he he, kind of, he tries to play cool, you know, and he has some cool stuff in his background, like he played in the punk band. That seems like a cool guy thing to do. But really, when you hear him speak, he comes off as a big nerd. Yeah, when you see him speak too, with the hand gestures and stuff, he's always. Yeah. What, what's up with always having to stand on top of something? I don't get that. That seems like something. I don't know. I think a lot of people would get arrested for that, but he gets away with it. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I mean, in terms of who is more on the jock side of things, um, maybe Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. I mean, he seems like he seems like a like a guy who'd kind of be a crack up in a bar. You know, he, yeah. he's got a story. You know, people. Whether they agree with his politics or not, he seems just sort of like a likable guy, guy you could maybe, you know, see invited to a poker game or something. Um, I'd even say Kamala Harris is more on the jock side of things because she was a career prosecutor, and those are, you know, they they like acting tough. They, mm-hmm. they like locking people up, you know. They like and a good fight. Yeah, yeah. She's not afraid to mix it up. So whatever else, I mean, she's... You know, whatever else is, in, you know, on the nerdy side of her, you know, but she, I think she's definitely more to the jock side of things. And, and uh, I, I mean, maybe Amy Klobuchar, too. I mean, she certainly seems tough, maybe tough to work for. Yeah, but, she uh, throws things. She apparently has a, I don't know if that qualifies as athletic, but she's pretty good at throwing <laughs> things at her staff, apparently. Yeah, she's got a good arm. So. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. That's a good start for being a jock. Yeah. Um, so, but how does uh, you, uh, Donald Trump qualify as a jock? Well, I just, I mean, for one thing, he doesn't come off like a nerd at all. Mm-hmm. He, he's a tough guy, and he likes a good fight, like you, like you say. And, yeah. uh, also, I mean, he doesn't talk about it much, but he also played three sports in high school. So mm-hmm. he's got that kind of athletic experience and that sort of tough guy attitude of a, of a New York businessman. I mean, those guys aren't shrinking violets by any stretch. You know, they, they get in there and they mix it up with... You know, bankers and other builders and bureaucrats and everybody else, you know, trying to deal with the city to get a big building built must be, you know, a, a, yeah. a fight of its own. So I think he, he definitely comes off on the jock side of things, even if he doesn't do much athletically these days. And um, um, 
Uh, my favorite quote from him so far, <laughs> this doesn't necessarily have anything to do with being a jock, but they asked him about uh, Beto O'Rourke the other day when uh, O'Rourke announced his uh, candidacy. And every other president in my lifetime, I'm sure, that would have been asked the same question at, in that situation would have said something like, well, you know, he seems like a, a, a decent man, and, uh, you know, well, uh, I'm looking forward to the debate, and, you know, welcome to, the, welcome to the contest. Something nice and polite like that. The first thing out of his mouth was, what's up with his hands? What, 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 he didn't say anything about him except, what's the, have you seen him with the, with the hands? What's up with that? And, you know, check that out. I, it's very strange. It looked like there's something wrong with him. I, I, that, that, I just loved it, as a matter of fact, but I don't know. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, and, and now everyone notices, too, because now you can't help but look at the guy. Oh, again. yeah, absolutely. But the funny thing was, I had noticed it before he said it, because I had just seen a video, and I thought, what is this? What's up with this? You know, uh, and... Um, uh, Nancy Pelosi does it too. Maybe that's a nerd trait. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's like overthinking it with the hand gestures. It's, yeah. Know, what am I supposed to do now? I don't know. Uh, right. Now, how did our first president? You, you have in your piece, and we're we're talking to Kyle Salmon of the um, Federalist. Um, how how does the uh, the first president uh, qualify as a jock? Way back in the 18th century. Well, I mean, the the standards are a little different then because they didn't really didn't really have team sports. Mm-hmm. Not for grown men back then, um, but if you, George was known to be the best horseman of his day, and that's one thing. And that was—I mean—that was something athletic that all guys had to do back then. Yeah. Also, I mean, he made his reputation as a soldier. You know, first in the French and Indian War, um, and then later, of course, leading our troops in the Revolution. And you know that those leadership skills, that sort of can-do attitude, taking you know a desperate situation and making it work. And also the sort of pragmatism that um, actual leaders have to go through. You know, I mean, he might have had certain ideas about how to fight a war like they did in Europe. But when faced with, you know, our, our army, which wasn't as superior as Britain's, and, you know, faced with the obstacles involved with that, he adjusted his tactics and, you know, was practical. Mm-hmm. In the way that, just like a, a, a quarterback would have to be practical when he sees that the game plan isn't working and... He's getting picked off if he throws over here. and Thinking and, on his feet. Yeah, yeah, and, and just responding to real-world conditions. And that sort of pragmatism, I think, is something that you see in more in jock leadership than in, you know, in nerd circles. And when I see Abe Lincoln sitting up there on top of the memorial, I don't think of him necessarily as a jock, but he was one too, wasn't he? Major jock. Yeah, he was a big-time wrestler. Uh, people don't always know that, but he, I mean, you know, he, he, got, he had that long reach. He was 6'4", which in those mm-hmm. days... Is really big, gigantic, yeah. And uh, you know, he was he was you know he was known as a rail splitter because you know he, his father used to hire him out to neighbors to split logs for them. You know, and he made his, he, he only had about one year of formal schooling, so he was a smart guy, but he was self taught. And in between, you know, teaching himself all these things, he worked a lot of physical jobs, worked on a riverboat. So he was a tough guy, even though that's not what he's known for, of course. But he was he was definitely a guy who could who could throw down and who could make it work. Well, in your piece, you talk about George Bush throwing out the first pitch at the World Series in 2001 after 9-11. And mm-hmm. uh, that is the greatest first pitch ever thrown by any, not just politician, by any celebrity uh, in the history of baseball. And uh, I like the fact that you, I, I can't see Al Gore making that pitch. I just can't. <laughs> no, no, it was, that was beautiful, right down the middle. And from the rubber, too, which is important, because some of these guys cheat and they get up in front of the mound. Uh-huh. That's right. And you see some bad ones, even from that far. Oh. No. Uh, you know, that would you... Would you be, uh, I, I would uh, caution, uh, especially men, uh, when it comes to being invited to throwing out the first pitch, because I've seen Barack Obama and mm-hmm. John Kerry both try to throw a baseball from a, from a pitcher's mound, and they both should have sued their parents, based on what yeah. I saw. If you never, uh, if you never had enough of a catch or, or never played the game, yeah, don't don't put yourself in that situation for sure. <laughs> yeah, but so, but seriously though, you 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 actually uh, sort of scientifically point out that the Democrats better not nominate a nerd because uh, the, the the people have not chosen nerds over jocks historically. Not often. I mean, it happens now and then. But uh, I mean, somebody somebody mentioned to me today that Carter beat Ford in '76. And, you know, Ford was a college football player. That's true, yeah. You know, but it's it's rare. And I'd say, you know, after Watergate, 
And with all inflation, stagnation, I mean, you know, there's only so much a guy can do, and he still almost won. Yeah. But most of the elections since then and before that, it's because, it, and I think it ties into that just sort of hard to quantify idea of leadership. Of does this person look like a president? Have, have you ever seen that picture of Barack Obama riding a bike on? Um, on yeah, uh, with the helmet uh, on. yeah, he's on. Uh, where is it? New England, uh, Cape Cod, Martha's yeah. Vineyard, I guess. He's got a helmet on and he's riding a girl's bike, and <laughs> and it, <laughs> there has never been a more nerdy-looking president. Now, this he actually had a jump shot, though. Yeah, he liked basketball and knew about it, and, could, and I think he played in high school. Yeah. Um, but that that that's not a bad that's not a good look for a man. No, at that picture on the bike, it's no, uh, it was bad. I, I love I love using it every now and then. Um, <laughs> yeah. when I'm on a, in a Twitter battle with somebody. The other uh, the, there's there's another um, I think that may have cost John Kerry the election was those um, the surf. Uh, What's it called? Uh, windsurfing. Uh, windsurfing. Because yeah. that's that's kind of a jock thing, but he looks like such a geek and a nerd that I think it was counterproductive. Yeah, I think it's like trying too hard, like like uh, yeah. the famous shot of Michael Dukakis in the tank. <laughs> yeah. you know, it just made him look ridiculous, even though he's, tr- he's surrounding himself by something you know powerful and awesome, an American tank, but it, it still made him look bad somehow. Yeah, and I just remembered that Barack Obama also threw a gutter ball. He couldn't even bowl. He couldn't get a big... <laughs> Forget. I mean, you don't have to get a strike, but hit a pin. You know, if you're gonna, yeah, if you're gonna try bowling. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, uh, they've always you always hear about presidents not putting on silly hats because no one looks good in a silly hat, even if you're doing it for a good reason. Right. I think it's the same with sports. If you can't do it, just don't touch it. Yeah. Well, that's a good warning for the Democrats, Kyle. I thanks. Uh, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, and we'll be right back. I know they're all thinking I'm so wide and nerdy. Think just too wide and nerdy. Think I'm just too wide and nerdy. Can't you see I'm wide and nerdy? Look at me, I'm wide and nerdy. I wanna for $320, we can feed a family of four for a year and give them clean water for life. I'm John Steigerwald, and your business could be the answer to saving lives. When we build a well in a village, if the pump breaks, the community leader will call Food for the Poor, and we replace that pump. If that well runs dry, they call Food for the Poor. We come out and we redig a well. We don't just leave it, and then they have to worry about everything. We actually maintain it for life. Become a business benefactor with the answer today. Make a 12 $1,200 tax-deductible gift to Food for the Poor, and we'll give you $1,200 in free primetime advertising for your business this year. We don't get a dime of the money. 100% goes to Food for the Poor to meet this immediate need. Your gift will feed nearly four families for a year and provide water for life. Imagine that. Food for a year and water for life, all because of you. Call 412-937-1500, 412-937-1500, online at theanswerpgh.com. Offer ends March 31st. Employers, are you tired of paying outrageous premiums for health insurance? How about a plan that allows you to go to any hospital in the country? A plan that pays you back every year. This is John Steigerwald from Marley Financial. Whether you want a top-of-the-line plan or just enough to keep you legal, Marley Financial has a custom-made plan for you. As a business owner, you owe it to yourself to stay ahead of the ever-changing marketplace. Marley has been on the cutting edge of new and improved health plans for both individuals and businesses. And only Marley Financial offers health plans that actually pay you back. Call 724-884-1496 for unbiased, top-notch plans from any carrier in Pennsylvania. Plans that'll save you money and give you an edge over the competition. They even offer custom business solutions to reduce your liability and overhead as you grow. They're truly one of the most innovative agencies in the nation. Call Marley now, 724-884-1496, 724-884-1496, or visit MarleyFG.com. Have you tried digital marketing but don't know if it's getting you customers? Got different companies running your web design, social media marketing, and geofencing, but not sure which is working and which is a waste of your dollars? Contact us at Salem Surround. Digital marketing experts who offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. We can put all your digital marketing under one roof, give you monthly reports on results, and instantly move your dollars to the most effective areas of your digital marketing suite. Social marketing, geofencing, web search enhancement, event targeting, and more. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. 
Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com, surroundpittsburgh.com, connecting you with new customers. Have you ever seen a pest controller spraying chemicals in your home? It makes you wonder, if their chemicals are safe, then why do they suit up and wear respirators only to leave you to walk back in unprotected? G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, and I'm here to tell you there's a better way. In an age where we now have the choice to drive electric cars, you too can electronically read your home or business of unwanted rodents and pests. The answer is Plug-In Pest Free. 100% chemical-free, Plug-In Pest Free is your safest bet for your family and pets. Our bestseller, the Plug-In Pest Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair dinkum. So order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code RADIO20 for 20% off plus free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's gopestfree.com, promo code RADIO20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. gopestfree.com today. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, there's something new and special I want to talk to you about right now. It's called Food for the Poor. And here at AM 1250, The Answer, we're looking for your help to raise money for food for the people of Haiti. A little while ago, I spoke with Angel Aloma. He's the executive director for Food for the Poor. Angel, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. So uh, before we get into what exactly it is uh, you guys are doing, Food for the Poor, um, can you just give us kind of a, um, a summary of just how bad things are in Haiti right now? Well, um, uh, just yesterday, um, the prime minister was kicked out of office by the by the Congress. So we don't know what's going to happen again, but this is not a good thing. And uh, basically, um, there has been a lack of clean water, a lack of food, a lack of money in general. And uh, the doctors and the hospitals that we support are telling us this could actually open up to the worst um, epidemic of uh, of um, cholera and also of, of malnutrition, that they're seeing a lot of malnutrition coming in. Um, we have to understand that Haiti is a country that at best of times is in crisis. I mean, um, as much as 80% of the country is unemployed or underemployed, the large part of the population lives under $2 a day, which means that, they are, um, that that's what's defined as extreme poverty. So people are, are already living in this type of squalor, and then all of a sudden this happens now, and the protests and the tire burning and so forth. And what happens is that it's all the downtown closed down some of it was looted and so basically food is completely short water is completely short and once they start drinking that contaminated water it's really troublesome particularly for the children whose immune system is already compromised how hard is it for you to get the the food from here to there that's not a problem for us at all. We have partners everywhere. Um, Taiwan gives us food for free where we basically pay for the shipping. Um, we buy food from Guyana, which is also not too far out, so we can get it there within no time. And um, what kinds of food are you delivering? Or what, what works? Because, I mean, if you don't have refrigeration, uh, you don't have water, how are they able to make it the food even potable? Well, basically, rice and beans is, is the main diet of the poor um, because rice is a great carb and the beans are a great protein. So the combination of the two actually have saved a lot of children's lives all over the world. And uh, so that's what we send down. It's dry food. It doesn't spoil at all easily. We also send down whatever we can, but we're also building water projects down there so that they can have clean water. So uh, l- let's uh, run down what uh, people's money can get uh, if for, pe- if pe- for people who uh, choose to contribute, what that money, how much money uh, is needed and what each uh, uh, payment can go for. Well, for $320, we can feed a family of four for a year and give them clean water for life. What do we mean by clean water for life? When we build a well in a village um, uh, that, say, have a thousand people, 
Um, uh, we, if that well, if the, if the pump breaks, they call, the community leader will call food for the poor and we replace that pump. If that well runs dry, they call food for the poor. We come out and we redig a well somewhere nearby to the village again that has water. So when we do a well, we don't just leave it and then they have to worry about everything. We actually maintain it for life. And uh, 500 for a family of six, I see here, $1,000 for 12 people. That's feed 12 people for a year? Um, uh, actually, yes. Wow. And water for life. That's a, so you're, and, and this is a charity, Food for the Poor, where people can be confident that the money they give is, is not going to be wasted. It's going directly to the people who need it. Absolutely, John. Um, uh, we have uh, over 94% um, of all donations, including the value of our, of our in-kind um, uh, gifts, goes directly to programs that help the poor. And here's a special offer for you if you're a business owner. If you donate $1,200 to Food for the Poor, AM 1250, the answer will give you $1,200 worth of advertising, no cost to you. We'll write and produce the commercials at no cost to you. Here's the number to call, 412-937-1500. That's 412-937-1500. And you can do what... Uh, Luciano's Brick Oven did. They're located in Mars, PA, uh, on Charberry Lane, and they did uh, become a business benefactor, and um, they donated $1,200, and they will get $1,200 worth of advertising right here on AM 1250, The Answer. Um, I only have about a minute left, and I <laughs> and there's just not enough time to have as much fun as I'd like with all the melting down being done by the liberals. Uh, Cher is uh, ready to go insane. People like, you know, brilliant people like uh, Cher, who you know you always want to turn to for your political um, news and, and analysis. Uh, she's uh, melting down, saying she doesn't care what the report says. She still thinks he's guilty of everything. And he's, uh, and he's caused death and destruction. So it's, uh, it's becoming too funny. And there's nothing funnier than this Avenatti puke who has been <laughs> indicted and, and going to be charged with um, extortion, extortion and trying to extort $20 million from Nike, along with Garagos, who's actually uh, Kaepernick's attorney. He's, he's, he's being cited as the co-conspirator. What a big day for Donald Trump and a bad day for the liberals and especially the stinking liberal media. See you tomorrow. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.